0: Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more
1: at uh1.com.
0: Oh boy, everybody. We're back. Halls and Steel with another Star Wars year by podcast, exclusive to the Blue Harvest and Steel Wars patreon feeds normally but this is episode 15 and if you do a quick little bit of steel math you'll realize that this is an all access episode so hello everybody hi uh this is the show where we go through the star wars year by year book and comment and talk about pretty much anything but what's in the book
1: i got a big bomb to drop Uh uh-oh but I'll, i'll i'll wait for it to I, I feel like it will come up in conversation, but there's okay. there's, there's some uh, sweet sizzle, as we like to say, in the game, as we also like to say, in the game. Excellent. In the game, we love to say in the game. That's what I'm getting at.
0: Whew, it is con- That's more complicated than steel math. I'm like the inception of dickheads.
1: <laughs> yep. So
0: how you been, buddy? I've
1: been good. I've been good. very much looking forward to this, Hawes. Talking a bit of uh, the final months of 1980, so I've been in a jovial mood. But while we're talking
0: jovial moods, yes, sir.
1: While we're talking the aftermath of the Empire Strikes Back, uh huh. It is rumoured and has been heavily theorized that the aftermath of the empire strikes back will continue to be felt even towards the end of this year on the Disney Plus streaming platform. Yes sir. We've talked about it. We uh-huh. we, we, we 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 do go back in time but Hawes, Let's let's add a new segment to the show. Okay. Where always, always in motion is the future. But in the Star Wars year by year, a visual history Mm -hmm. updated and expanded and expanded again, future edition. Yes. This is a sports almanac type situation, Hawes yes sir but when when we're on our floating rocking chairs still doing this bloody podcast <coughs> yes looking forward to it and we're covering the uh, third third of 2020 could there be a headline that reads Boba Fett returns.
0: Yes. Yes.
1: Now, old I... man halls, think back to those, mm-hmm. you know, we were friends then, you know, we were, we were doing this podcast then. We're still doing it now. Who can believe right. that? Who would have predicted that? No one. And no we, one would have predicted
0: that. We still haven't gotten the shadows of the empire. How dare you? We're doing 2020. Well, uh, well, things skip around. You know how it goes around here. Oh my gosh, we're,
1: we're so old that
0: we can't follow the,
1: uh, the the content of the book correctly. But looking back to 2020, when uh, the news was confirmed that Tamura Morrison would be returning to play Boba Fett, how did you feel?
0: Um, I was just a tiny bit excited. Just a little. Not super. I Yeah, I was very excited.
1: If only things like that would excite us today. In the future.
0: Oh. if I, guarantee I mean present. You, in
1: the present, sorry.
0: I guarantee you, steel. if now in the year 2040, if, you know, because Boba Fett's been dormant for a little while, if they announce he's coming back, I'd get way excited all over again.
1: Well, it'd be very unlikely that he'd come back considering that within his first, like, 10 seconds on screen in episode four of The Mandalorian season two, The Mandalorian vaporized him with that... that, No, no. ...that that rifle.
0: No, man. man. Come on, it's steel. Come on now.
2: Come on now.
0: Why would you do that to me? Why would you put that out there in the universe? Role-playing is over. I'm not Rabo. Why would you do that to me? And how about in episode
1: five that it was revealed that it was the returning bounty hunter Toro Calikan that set him up for the big fall?
0: I have never seen someone try so hard to take away <laughs> something I like so much.
1: You're going to check your ats on Twitter, buddy. <laughs> I've been avoiding that lately. <laughs>
0: But you're feeling good. I am feeling good. And you, you want to know what was nice about it? What? Was seeing the Star Wars fandom come together and everybody just be so cool and excited about it. <laughs> you know? You know, they were like, guys, this is awesome. We got a sequel trilogy. Whoever thought that was going to happen? Uh, Clone Wars. It came back. Twice it came back. We got more Clone Wars. Publishing is is going off in brand new directions and exploring untapped areas of the Star Wars timeline. Cassian's getting his own series. They got and McGregor to come back and play Obi-Wan. Well, of course we can be cool with Timur Morrison coming back and playing Boba Fett. There's no reason to get upset about that. It was nice to see a united front for once.
1: Again, Hawes, You gotta start checking those ads. Yeah. I feel like you... Missing half the conversation.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, the um, this is the thing. It with all these rumored people appearing in the show, and and some people, you know, like a, a trusted voice, someone I rarely disagree with. Hello, Greedo, was saying on his YouTube show that that he's apprehensive about all these because what he liked, and same for me, was that it was all sort of you know, standalone characters. But... Call me... Call me Steel. That's Steel. my name. Thank you. But... I just feel like they've just earned some trust.
0: After that first season? Yeah. Yeah. Well, and, okay. Okay, Steel. Can can I ask you something? You might. Like... As long as you address me by my name, Steele. Okay, Steel. Um, so, Steele, The show, The Mandalorian, right? The whole first season of the show, The Mandalorian, sort of dealt with this whole night of a thousand tears and the siege and fall of Mandalore. Didn't deal with it directly, but, you know, it's hinted at and sort of referenced throughout the whole show, right? Mm-hmm. Most of these characters that they seem to be rumor like the rumors are going around kind of, in my opinion, at least. And you could actually exclude the one I'm most excited about this from probably, but the other ones seem kind of directly tied into that and to Mandalore and Mandalorian culture. So I don't necessarily get why they wouldn't show up necessarily.
1: Yeah, I'll pull you up on your wording. When people say, oh, I can't imagine that they wouldn't show up. It's like, "It's no, it, it just sort of fits that they would. Do you
0: know what I mean? Right, that's what I mean. Yeah, that's what I mean.
1: Yeah, like it, they're not destined to... No, but... It, it wasn't it, like it the makes...
0: immovable force
1: versus the irresistible object, was it? Anyway, I'm messing up Vince McMahon quotes from the
0: 80s. But it's like, uh, it makes sense that they would show up, is what I mean. Yeah. We're not talking like, um, you know, uh, I'm trying to think of somebody that wouldn't make, uh, Qui-Gon Jinn showing up, or Mace Windu. Now that, I could see people being like, what? What?"
1: How rad would Spider Mace be, though?
0: I'm going to say for my buddy, Evan, who is a huge Mace Windu fan, I would be really excited for him. I just don't, I don't know, man. It was, it was a quick turnaround of people being like, yay, Tamura to people being like, Boba that sucks. I
1: also, before we get on with this, uh, beautiful book i just wish people would stop judging what people were fans of as part of their moral fiber
0: yeah like when did that become a thing that being a boba fett fan meant you were a bad person
1: well it's just such a you're just watering down such a generalization right do you know what i mean that the stereotype is of people that behave poorly on the internet discussing Star Wars, that they're big Boba Fett fans. This may be (coughs) true. I don't know. It's sort of, you know, to the stereotype. But everyone else is allowed to be a Boba Fett fan as well. Well, like we're all Star Wars fans, and you can't just generalise about them. And it's a, it's with anything like people think that all like a certain type of fandom speakers one. It's just like it's no, nah, dude. It's just people really like these movies, and they like different parts of them for different reasons. What you don't like sometimes can be um, you know revealing, but what you like,
0: that's just
2: well, what remember. You like. uh,
0: it it kind of reminds me of how, at least uh, for a while there, the real buttheads on the internet that want to talk about Star Wars sort of rallied around Ahsoka for some reason. You remember that?
1: Yeah, it was kind of like posting a photo that you're not racist. Right. Exactly. You've got. Look, I, I I met a black person once. Right. Here, I here like.
0: I like ladies in Star Wars. Look, I love Ahsoka. That was, right? That was kind of it. But I I don't, I, that didn't make me immediately go, oh, well, everybody that likes Ahsoka is like those people then, you know? Yeah, totally. So I don't, I just don't get the, the association with Boba Fett, being a fan of Boba Fett being a bad thing, I guess. Maybe it's because, like, I like him so much and I don't want to be associated with people like that but I just don't see the connection.
1: Well, it's just I I see the connection, it's just not a fair one. I got you.
0: Cuz
1: sadly you're one of the nicest people I've ever met. Sadly. Well, I I say that cuz it's just like, ugh, why does he have to be so nice and ugh. Just just makes me look bad in comparison. Oh
0: come on! Oh man! (laughs) Oh,
1: oh, it's good for you.
2: Like I'm an
1: even I'm an even worse person again because I get annoyed by your goodness.
0: I'm doubling down. I'm splitting
1: the cards. Oh
0: man. (laughs) <laughs> of all the things i do that i would think would annoy you and i have a few i have a list of things i was like yeah that would probably annoy Steele. i would never pegged that being one of them
1: the only thing that you do that annoys me is saying you're not free to podcast oh and the other thing is when you say that you're ready to podcast on time
0: that hey pa- man i that places I, undue pressure on my hey <laughs> I- I'm just I'm just trying to be on top of my game, man. Just cool. trying to help out and the
1: patrons appreciate it. Hey. Yes, sir. Let's delve in to where we <coughs> left. We were in September of 1980. We just wrapped up with a uh, an introspection on Darth Vader's star destroyer, Kenatoy, I believe. And then, for all the sickos, shout out to all our sickos and triple sickos, we um, we appreciate uh, you all, but acknowledge your brave leader, Catherine Neen, for her inspiring work. We are hitting page 90, and it is a very curious double spread from Russ Manning's Star Wars newspaper strip. Mhm. We, we've we've had these instances before where these cartoon strips have been slightly edited.
0: Yeah. Yeah, where they've gone in and like I don't know if they're just cleaning up the text or something, but yeah. But listen.
1: You know how there's that like meme or whatever graphic design is my passion. Yes. I feel like that may have been started by someone that met me because I am a very hack graphic designer. Like I'm super into it, but I'm not very good. And I'm fascinated by it. And I enjoy the wonders of Photoshop. You know, I I do those Uh covers where I Photoshop people's heads in. Uh, Inspired by the great Reed Parker. But the Photoshop job on this is so bad. It is. And they. So, (sighs) what we've got is like, it's like you cut a newspaper strip with Mm -hmm. four pictures across it. You cut it out of the newspaper and then you color photocopied it four times bigger than what it was printed. And it's over a double page spread in this book they have photoshopped out all the original text and the heading of Star Wars by Russ Manning has been replaced also. But the S in Star Wars, the, the picture of the comic stops and the S just keeps going <laughs> into the border.
0: Yeah. And it's weirdly split too, I feel. Like, it's hard to, like, you got to really press the book down flat to get that third panel.
1: Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like what we're explaining makes no sense, like, in audio. But for the sickos reading along, they're, like, ready to burn the book because they know what we're talking about and they're feeling our pain.
0: Absolutely. And also presented without context. Like, normally when they include, like, one of the newspaper comic strips or you know a panel from the marvel series comic books there's some sort of footnote or something explaining why this is relevant and this is just here and doesn't even seem to be a particularly exciting or important moment in the comic strip from what i can tell should we run through it sure
1: okay i will narrate okay do you want to be princess Leia?
0: I will do my best. There's
1: only one line. Maybe I'll I'll cover the ones around it. Star Wars by Russ Manning. It starts off first panel is just a delightful headshot of Princess Leia looking like she's getting a high school graduation photo taken. (laughs) She is chipper. There may be a bird about to land on her shoulder for all we know, but she looks, she's in a good mood. And it says, and this is like Photoshopped on. This is the thing. The text is... Photo- they didn't even do a fade on the text that they've <laughs> overlaid to make it look as weathered as the rest of the scan. But anyway, it says, Princess Leia, Imperial Servant, from the adventures of Luke. And then I assume Skywalker has being cut out there. And then the next panel is a very Flash Gordon-looking ship rocketing through space. Low on fuel, a small rebel ship is forced to enter Empire-controlled space. Princess Leia! And then on the next panel, there is a bald man with a goatee, with Princess Leia, and it looks like they're either at the controls of the ship or Max Rebo's home (laughs) piano setup.
0: And he looks kind of like Ming the Merciless from Flash Gordon.
1: Yes, but a, a good... A good ming, and he's the one saying, yeah. "Princess Leia, an imperial cruiser, dead ahead. What do we?
0: Not much we can do." Hume. Oh, hold,
1: come on, cause yep. what, dude? Theater of the mind. Okay, let me, try, let me get into character.
0: Can you give me a second? Can, can hold on. Help <sighs> do, me, Obi Wan Kenobi, Dude my only hope.
1: Get that shaggy um, hair bundled mm-hmm. up. Okay. Both physically and spiritually.
0: Okay. Hold on. <clears throat> Help me, Obi-Wan Kenobi. You're my only hope. Help me, Obi-Wan Kenobi. You're my only hope. Not much we can do, Hume. It has detected us by now.
1: Then we go to the panel of the star <laughs> destroyer and coming from the neck of the star destroyer it would seem. Lord Vader. Unidentified craft in quadrant T250 exclamation point so there you go now what is an interesting footnote in star wars canon or maybe my least favorite word in star wars fandom law, mm-hmm. that is mentioned in these panels
0: what is your least favorite okay
1: no, 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 no. The the word "law" is my least uh, favorite
0: word. I see.
1: When everyone goes on about law, it's 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 never fun.
0: I gotcha. Okay.
1: They're never talking about Star Wars in a fun way.
0: All right. All right. I'll keep that in mind.
2: Hmm.
1: But what? Uh, yeah. What footnote in uh, Star Wars canon that would be followed
0: up on in a future film? Is in this? Yeah, I have no idea. T two five zero. I have no idea.
1: I may have sent, sent you, you. I may have sent you on a wild space goose chase. But mm. the fact they bring up that they're low on fuel.
0: Oh yeah, that was sure a sticking point for a second there, wasn't it? Yeah right. So um,
1: it, was, uh, it was canon back in, in the 80s, but uh, they're exciting. And I'm, I would like to think that if I was reading the uh, Russ Manning Star Wars strip back in the day, I would be furious that they've ham-fistedly added another interaction between Princess Leia and Darth Vader. i'm uh gonna backdate my fury so there you go let's uh let's head over the page whores and um do you want to let us know about cage musha
0: okay so i think it might well i don't want to say i think it might i would go with kage musha kage kage musha uh, in parentheses, The Shadow Warrior, is released. It's dire- it is... Dire- hold on. It is director Akira Kurosawa's first Japanese production in 10 years. Kage Musha almost went unfinished until two great admirers, George Lucas and Francis Ford Coppola, convinced 20th Century Fox to finance the rest of the picture and secure international distribution rights.
1: Seen this one, buddy?
0: I have not seen this one. I've seen a few, but I have not seen this one.
1: The poster looks like maybe a a late, towards the end of the last millennium, straight to video, or straight to DVD, boxed bit of action with uh, some shadow warrior in the shadows. He's just an outline with uh, a bright, smoky light behind him, telling you absolutely nothing about the film. No. But uh, if you like films about sweet shadows, this one could be for you. And it also mentions George Lucas and Francis Ford Coppola's names at the top. They're presenting a film by Akira Kurosawa.
0: He looks like he's about to step out of that smoke and fight the Power Rangers.
1: Very Power Ranger-esque, yes. Yeah. He looks even more Street Fighter movie than Mortal Kombat. Ha! So there you go. Then uh, underneath that, in some... This is the lightning on the Star Wars uh, news here, but we've got some banging also in 1980s coming up. Don't worry about that, you guys. We've got The Elephant Man on October 10th. The Elephant Man is released, directed by David Lynch. Now, uh, we delve into some interesting potential Star Wars trivia here. And produced by Mel Brooks, starring John Hurt. The story is inspired by the life of Joseph Merrick, a severely deformed man in the 19th century London. The film shares the same title as Bernard Pomerantz's stage play, which premiered in broad- on Broadway in 1979. George Lucas admires Lynch's films and approaches him about directing the third star wars movie preferring to work on his own projects lynch respective respect respectfully declines imagine if he declined with no respect like just slapped (laughs) him in the face (laughs) took his glove off and just went how dare you
0: i I mean i don't know if it's better but it's It's probably a little better than if he Josh Tranked the whole ordeal.
2: Oh,
0: That was real disrespectful.
1: Imagine. I I, I couldn't even imagine how furious I would be if someone went and Tranked up the Ewok village.
0: Oh, my God. Uh, So, speaking of the Elephant Man, when I was very young, I don't know how I knew about this movie, but I just... Somehow I knew the title right. Maybe my parents talked about it or something. So I wanted to see it so bad. And my dad was like, I don't think that's really your style, but if you want it, I'll rent it for you. And I was very disappointed to find out that it wasn't an actual elephant man. Anyone
1: that knows you would have guessed the ending of that story.
0: (laughs) Well... (laughs) I'm predictable.
1: Where's your trunk, Merrick?
0: I was like, uh, this dude with the bag on his face. I don't know where the trunk is. The tusks. I, I don't know what's going on here.
1: Well, that was all part of the grift, right? He is, he he didn't wear the—the the bag over his head to hide his deformity. It was to hide that he's—he's—he's he's he he's getting around town trunkless. <laughs> like, listen, if you're gonna be called. The Elephant Man, like what, that's your first attribute you've got to be taken on. Like like if you're grey, you'd just be called the grey guy. Yeah. If you had a little tail, I don't know, tail dude.
0: Donkey man.
1: Yeah. The hoofs though, the hoofs could (laughs) get you an Elephant Man rating.
0: Yeah, depending on how the hoofs work. Because like, there's a variety of hoofs. You could be the goat man, or the horse man, or the centaur. The hoof you know. homie. The hoof homie. Uh, do you remember the rumor from like the 80s that Michael Jackson bought the elephant man's bones?
1: I remember the fact from the 80s.
0: Did he? I've never been able to figure that out, if he actually bought those, or if that was just one of those All right, well, if he crazy rumors.
1: If he didn't buy them what were those bones dancing in one of his music videos then?
0: That's a good question. And you know what? I wonder if Michael Jackson's Leave Me Alone video and the fact that the bones actually have an elephant skeleton head led me to believe that maybe this was a movie about a real elephant man, like Babar or something.
1: Elephant Man was huge. For some reason, (laughs) I, I can't even remember what class we watched it for. And I'm pretty sure in primary school we had to watch this or early high school. Like, we, I definitely watched it at school. And there was, yeah. there was definitely, you'd be very happy to hear, Hawes, that um, there was some discussion during lunchtime.
0: I don't reckon he,
1: did you guys reckon he looked like an elephant? Nah.
0: <laughs> See, that's what I'm talking about, man. You were with my people.
1: Elephant man deniers. <laughs> um, so yes so have we already done Dune Dune's already been out is that is that right
0: have we I'm not sure it has been so much Dune talk lately I know man
1: alright I, I gotta look this up
0: seeing all kinds of people like jumping ship being like forget Star Wars I'm in the Dune now Maybe we should wait to see how that movie is.
1: Is it a movie or a TV show?
0: A, I think they're doing both, but the one that the pictures are coming out with of like Oscar Isaac rock, rocking the beard and stuff, uh, those are from a movie. Movie.
1: Oscar's off those streaming services. I think he dabbled. <laughs> he was in some Netflix where he, I think we've got a gun and we're in the jungle. I think maybe he was in the with Tom. No, with Ben Affleck. He had a big gun. Oh, yeah. And he was in the jungle (laughs) with Affleck.
0: Yeah. There you go. Poe Dameron and and Batman hanging out together. The Batman? And Affleck. He was Batman.
1: yeah, sorry. (laughs) 1984. So he did... um, He didn't really... Like, it wasn't his own film. But I guess he he didn't write The Elephant Man either. But, uh, yeah... 1984, he went off and made Dune, which I have not gone back to watch. There is sort of, I think maybe it's the director's edition. There's, there's some version that this is the one that's going to make the most sense, but I'm not sure which one that is. It's yeah, one of those, think- it's one, if everyone doesn't know, it's one of those films that has like 20 different DVD releases because the director, he wasn't happy with the final card and blah, 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 blah. blah.
0: Yeah, there's um, I think there's one of the versions on like Amazon Prime streaming currently. And every time I see it, I think, like, is today the day I rewatch Dune? And then I never end up rewatching Dune. It seems like work. It does. I remember thinking it was boring as a kid. And that's been the last time. And, like, Sting is in it and stuff. Like, yeah.
1: You're not into the Sting?
0: Eh, I mean, I like The Police all right. not big on uh staying as a solo artist you've just
1: cracked open a childhood memory the police Uh, toured in melbourne oh really in the 80s i was very young and oh man this might have oh god i'm really finding out a lot about myself when i'm home and and actually when i'm in america as well you know i they're very good at it i love street posters Mm-hmm. You know, like the promotional posters, they just paste up anywhere they yeah. can put them sort of thing. I just, I love them, love them. And there was a double one for the police and they were playing some big, I think they were maybe even playing at the MCG. It was, It was a massive, they were very big. And, mm-hmm. I, you know, I'm like five or something. But I was wondering if the police were angry that this band was using their name.
0: <laughs> I like that.
1: I, was, I don't know. I, I, I was just, yeah, I was very, um, I was puzzled about that. And because it was on a major intersection, I was like, the police might drive past and go, hey.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: <sighs> so file that one next to my Laser-bearing space shuttle. November. Tis the season, or a month before it, but Jingle Droids... Christmas in the Stars, Star Wars Christmas album is released by RSO Records, produced by Meko. The Star Wars themed Christmas album features original songs by Maury Yeston, the vocal talents of Anthony Daniels' C-3PO and Ben Burtt's sound effects for R2-D2 and Chewbacca. The album spawns the single, What Can You Get a Wookiee for Christmas When He Already Owns a Comb." Backed with R2-D2, we wish you a Merry Christmas. R2-D2, we wish you a Merry Christmas. A Merry Christmas! The latter tune's lead singer making his recording debut is 18-year-old John Bon Jovi, credited as John Bongovi.
0: Bongiovi.
1: Ah, oh, Bongiovi. Oh, oh, gosh. Wow. And, <laughs> John Bong. Dude, when you said that, I didn't expect that accent. I ducked. Uh, I thought like <laughs> the, 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 someone had, had come to um, collect the money I owed them.
0: Leave the gun. Take the cl- cannoli.
1: Oh my god. Cantor's Restaurant, world famous. Cantor's mm-hmm. Restaurant Diner just uh, a block over from my house, one of my favourite places in the world. Our Mother's Day tradition is to go with Jackie and have um, an early dinner there because that's she loves it. And she's a mum, so checks out, right? right. C- couldn't go this year, which would be the, the second time we could have done it and cemented the tradition. So we got pickup. up. So I walked over and picked them up. And normally I get a, a mocha shake because they make them very good. But due to the current circumstances, they're not making shakes. So I got a chocolate eclair, which was the size of a brick. And <laughs> whoever was pouring the chocolate, whatever that stuff is on the top, he got distracted.
0: A <laughs> little heavy handed on the chocolate. <laughs> Dude, I was, I could
1: feel vital organs, like, kicking into slowdown mode. It was just like, mo.
0: Oh. <laughs> oh, no, man, that sounds pretty good. It was, it was tremendous. So, what do you get at Cantor's? Like, obviously, either the m- mocha shake or a chocolate eclair, but what's your main dish that you enjoy from there? Oh, the, the like, the French dip. Oh, Dude that's my favorite sandwich love I a love dip. a french dip love yeah. a dip
1: and then i that comes with a side serve of fries or or like what do they call them beer fries or those thick cut fries steak fries steak fries that's what I'm going for and to get a taste of home, I get a side of gravy because the chips and gravy is a uh fine cuisine from where. I grew up. And so I huh. have my little gravy on my chips and my dip. And i got to say, got to say, horse love mother's day.
0: <laughs> <clears throat> that sounds pretty good.
1: You know, and like, it's a very classic. And, and, and when you're a parent, you fall into these cause you become dumber or something or easily amused, but you start saying parent things like every day should be mother's day. <laughs> And when Jackie said that, just thinking about those chips and grapes, I was like, yes, every day should be Mother's Day. Can we... I'm not sure we can budget for it, but come on. (laughs) Let's go to Cannes every night. But this Star Wars Christmas album, have you heard it, Hawes? I have. It's a banger.
0: It is, especially R2-D2, We Wish You a Merry Christmas.
1: We actually... um, I get to play this every Christmas. Oh, nice. So, uh, you know, Jackie gets super into the Christmas music. Um, I think she's just organising her playlists for next Christmas now, which we'll slowly introduce. You know, it's it's getting close. Right. Um, but, yeah, I get to play this every Christmas day. And, yeah, R2-D2, We Wish You Merry Christmas is... um. It's a banger. What you, What can you get a Wookiee for Christmas when he already owns a comb? Like, It's all right. It's all right. It's like, this is, I'm going to delve into, I often make fun of Hawes because of his um, musical tastes in the 90s, which admittedly have not evolved that far. But, hey, we're in glass houses here. We're in glass houses. Hey, ben. <laughs> but the what you can get a wookie for christmas when he already owns a comb being the big hit from this album was like when the offspring brought smash out and keep Them separated was the
0: popular one
1: it was like what uh, no there's other ones that are way better than that
0: so um that's how you know you're a true fan when you dislike the single for the deep cuts you're a true fan or you're a dick. Well, I kind of go hand in hand sometimes, I guess.
2: Yeah, well,
1: hey, December, there's a lightsaber mystery, horse.
0: Yes, there is. December 2nd, Marvel Comics Star Wars number 45 <clears throat> ships. We'll skip the rest. Written by <laughs> Archie Goodwin. Thank with you. Art, with art by Carmine... <laughs> infantino gene day and chris stone death probe features sorry sorry that's
1: that's that sounds like a a potential darth name darth infantino
0: (laughs) that would have been in in like uh uh knights of the old republic three or something yes continue um features luke skywalker in an adventure set right after the events of empire luke wields a lightsaber Without any explanation for how he obtained it. He had lost it at the end of Empire.
1: As so many things change, Hawes, some things stay the same. Yep. Cause you know, in the the Marvel comics now are uh, in this exact period. Mm-hmm. And somehow Luke gets a is it a yellow? Yeah, it's a yep. yellow bladed lightsaber, which yep. which infuriated people that were already infuriated by um the Rise of Skywalker, that um, it was another Lukeism that that Ray had, in effect, borrowed. Oh boy.
0: Oh boy. I,
1: you know, whether two people got the same color lightsaber, that's that's not in my importance list. The fact that he's got a lightsaber, oh, that's up there. I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm ready to complain about that.
0: I, rem- You know, I can kind of get that because I guess I just don't see how it's that difficult to tell a year. Because what, there's a year in between Empire and Jedi, right? Hmm. I think you should be able to tell a year worth of Luke Skywalker stories without him having a lightsaber. And, and then him building so- the green is like... That's his final like your tra oh I see you. you've constructed your own lightsaber, you know what I mean like that's the big moment
1: yeah, I had to but I found one for a little bit, but then I lost it again in a, a later issue so
0: um and apparently it was a temple guard lightsaber or something
1: wacky and and the whole thing is it's it sort of you know if you want to look at it this way it diminishes. <laughs> The coolness of Luke having his green light, like, you know, that's the first time he's got his lightsaber. We saw him lose one. Right. And now the next one's getting shot over to him, and he's taking it on quite the test drive.
0: Yeah, and I, on one hand, I do think it's kind of neat that they're giving him a yellow one because of the whole... Boo! Inter- Sorry vintage Kenner thing where he had it uh, and uh, I guess we're done
1: <laughs> listen if you want to call on that you write the comic book story where he loses his hand no he's already lost his hand and he gets like a lightsaber tunnel thing clicked onto his thing- hand so so the lightsaber can <laughs> like eject out his wrist Like in the vintage Kenner figure. If you're going to go with your little callbacks, go all the way.
0: Man, can you imagine 1983, opening day of Return of the Jedi, in the theater, Luke's on the end of the uh, the walkway, about to be pushed into the Sarlacc pit. And instead of R2-D2 shooting him that saber, his wrist pops back and it transforms into a tube that then emits a lightsaber like the vintage toys. Terrible.
1: The skiff guard goes to push him out onto the plank and he yanks him by his hand, which then just comes off and is in the skiff guard's hand.
0: And he's like, what?
1: And then he ignites the green wrist.
0: Oh, man. <laughs> that is a future I don't want to see. Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.
1: Um and it's got a little caption, Luke uses a lightsaber of unidentified origin in Star Wars forty-five.
0: <laughs> and then oh, and at the end of Jedi when he's like uh you failed your your Highness I'm a jedi I'm a Jedi like my father before me, and tosses his sabre aside. He just tosses his hand aside
1: <laughs> hey um <clears throat> do you know why they didn't explain where he got this lightsaber from?
0: uh, I don't
1: because it was a story for another
0: time. Oh well, that's as good of an explanation as any for me. That does work for me, actually. Flash. Ah, uh, ah. Uh,
1: something, something, universe. Don't, 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 don't. Don. Flash what? Gordon. Max von Sydow. Who did the music? Was a Queen that did the music for this? It was. Oh, yeah, there it is in big letters. Flash Gordon, which is like some bizarre musical film clip deal. It always felt like to me, Flash Gordon, and I know it predates both, but was like a mashup of Star Wars and Masters of the Universe.
0: Especially this version, right? I know no other version. Right. Well, this version specifically, I can see that comparison.
1: Well, it's still before Master of the Universe. So anyway, yeah, but um, because it's got like the Hawkman and just like it, Flash Gordon sort of rides around on whatever that skiffy thing that He Man that was one of his first toys. Remember that sled?
0: The there Wind Raider? Was,
1: no, no, there was a sled that like there was a oh. gray tank that that shot a red <clears throat> missile, and you were sort of on this bike at the front of it, but then the bike would eject and fly. And they used to use the sled, like the the ejection sled thing, quite a bit in the He-Man cartoon, from memory. But Flash Gordon gets a similar vehicle and goes crazy. Were, were you a fan? I, actually, I should read the little bio. Flash Gordon is released, directed by Mike Hodges, and based on the classic comic strip by Alex Raymond. The Dino De production stars Sam J. Jones as Flash Gordon. Max von Sydow as Ming the Merciless and features Timothy Dalton, Brian Blast, William Hootkins, John Morton, John Hollis and a soundtrack by the British rock group Queen. (coughs) And it was just power ballad central down there. What did you make of it, Hawes?
0: I really like that soundtrack, but it's my second favorite queen movie soundtrack.
1: What's your third favorite?
0: Uh, someone did not expect that question. And it did not
1: stumped. All right, go for the first favorite. Highlander.
0: Ah. Princes of the Universe is an excellent song. Ooh,
1: yes. I wasn't sure what song you were talking about. But yes, that is... um, Well, the noise I made says it all, really. (laughs) But uh, yeah, I rocked this on video. It was sometimes put on when we'd already watched Star Wars on my Saturday afternoon play sessions with my buddy Rocky Finnegan. And... uh,
0: Hold on. You had a friend... Named Rocky Finnegan. That is an awesome name. Well.
1: I'll give you some. Uh, backstory. We'll go to Rocky Finnegan. PDR. His name was actually Dale Finnegan. Ah. And he was a real little. You know, he was just like one of those real little kids. Uh, you know. Very narrow. Skinny and, and, and short. Very cute. And the film Rocky came out. And I guess his family thought he was the opposite of that. So they started calling him Rocky. And it became like... You know how people get a nickname and people don't know their actual name?
2: Mm-hmm. I
0: like, do.
1: Like Steel. No, that's my real name, everyone. I don't want to start any... <coughs> I've spent my life convincing people that's my real name. Um, yeah, so there's Rocky Finnegan. Then John... Uh, that was. That was the rocky finnegan story in this
0: if if steven spielberg was writing a goonie-esque movie he could do no better than naming two of the friends in that steel saunders and rocky finnegan like those sound like two people that would be friends in a movie
1: i prefer steel saunders be saved for some drama filled tv series
0: oh like the sequel to lost
1: no, no, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking more um, the Melrose Place
0: reboot, that sort of thing. Ah, I see.
2: Hmm.
1: Sad news on December 8th as John Lennon is assassinated. A stalker shoots John Lennon outside the musician's home in New York City. The killer is immediately apprehended. Lennon is survived by his widow, Yoko Ono, their son, Sean, and Julian Lennon, his son from his former marriage to Cynthia Lennon. So, John Lennon met artist Joker Ono in 1966. The couple released an album, Double Fantasy, on November 17th, <sighs> just three weeks before Lennon was killed.
0: That so, is a bummer. Hmm,
1: you much a, a Beatles-type person, horse?
0: I am. Beatles are real high up on my list. Mainly because of my parents, who, by the way, got engaged on this day.
1: No way! Yep. In 1980.
0: In this exact day.
1: Do you know that because it's the day John Lennon was assassinated or you just know the date?
0: I know that it was something we were always told as a kid, like the story of how my parents got engaged and then they got engaged. They went out to dinner and they came home and that was on the news. Because
1: I just thought for a second that you knew the date that your parents got engaged. And I was like, Oh man, I've got a different relationship
0: with my parents. (laughs) No, no, that was just the uh, anecdote that was always shared. And then they got married six months later. Delightful. Hors. Yes, sir.
2: One
1: of our favorite segments.
2: My goodness.
1: Also in 1980, where the Star Wars year-by-year book just fills in a few fun things that happened in 1980 that they they can't quite pin down. And as it happens, it talks about some of our favorite stuff, the sweet merch. It does. more More merchandise. In 1980, Star Wars merchandise becomes even bigger business. Lucas sees his Star Wars brand appear on ice creams, underwear, and lunchboxes, among other things. How good are other things?
0: Uh, Some of the other things on this page are really good.
1: Hit us with the first one.
0: Uh, Street Ice Treats Package Art with Cutout Image on Back. And that's The Empire Strikes Back. Lime, raspberry, and lemonade ice treats, which, if I saw these in the store today, coming home with me
1: is streets an American company as well?
0: I don't know i I mean, I don't remember ever having any street branded products, but you know maybe they went out of business before
1: because streets. Like is there a well-known confectionery ice cream company in Australia. I feel like their name is different now, but the measurement there, like it's got uh, eight hundred milliliters. That that's not an American nope. measurement. So this that's must, exactly what I was gonna say. Yeah. So this is um, probably the Australian Empire Strikes Back icy poles horse you know when you've just got your earliest memories in life and you're not mm-hmm. sure what order they happened
0: in? Absolutely.
1: I definitely remember the ice cream, because now all the ice creams in the supermarket, they're in cabinets. But back in the 80s, they used to just being like an open ice pit or a pit of coal. Do you remember the, like mm-hmm. it would just be open? Well, I guess like now they've got at Trader Joe's when I go there's, other stuff that are in the ice pit. But a Trader Joe's have also got a wall, but there used to be like a two-laned ice pit and it was just all Mm -hmm. the frozen stuff just pretty rad, really. They're just letting all that that cold air go up. But it was the 80s. It was a wild time. But I remember these and looking on the back and and just trying to read it all, I think maybe they had cut-out faces on the back. I'm not sure if I'm confusing that with the cereal. But... I am not sure if we weren't really a. Like, we had. We, our treats would sometimes entail a bit of chocolate after dinner. Um, Dad was partial to this dark chocolate with um, raisins in it called Old Jamaica. <laughs> and man, I still love it. I, oh, they still make it? Oh, dude, I will smash a block now. Love dark chocolate. And um, so we weren't really into the icy poles, especially not like branded ones. So I'm not sure if we were like super poor or what. Um, You know, sometimes you look back and you're like, oh, I think we were really poor then.
0: Yeah, because I remember, uh, this is kind of sad. I remember getting school supplies for Christmas one year. And being like, "Oh. I think my parents are kind of broke. Like erasers and notebooks and stuff. And not even like Star Wars ones, just No, this would have been uh they were the um uh is it 3M? I can't remember the the brand, but they were like the spiral notebooks that just had different colored covers. Yes. I know what
1: you mean. Oh, actually, on this photo of the ice cream box, it's got the little caption is, Streets Ice Treats Packaging Art with Cutout Images on Back.
0: Oh, so they did have, they had some kind of cutouts on them. Yeah. <clears throat> but, yeah, I remember I would, um,
1: like, ask to go, can I just have a look around the supermarket? And I would dart straight to the ice cream caves. And just get these out and just look at the back of the box and stuff.
0: Oh, that's cool.
1: So, then I don't know if I got banned in that same supermarket. It was when the um, that TV show Chips. I was watching that mm-hmm. Highway Patrol, California Highway Patrol. They had sort of like walkie-talkies that you could make announcements in the supermarket. Like they were uh-huh. like a walkie-talkie thing, and so I grabbed one. Like in between the registers and started talking to Ponch from Chips on it.
0: <laughs> I did the same thing at a Kmart and got in trouble.
1: Yeah, I, I don't think it went down too well from memory. Definitely wasn't, didn't put me in line to get some Empire Strikes Back icy poles, that's for sure. Um, under <laughs> Ruse are pictured. You've got the Princess Leia Under Ruse, which is sort of like a, um, a kid's sort of like. Underpants, sort of bedtime, sort of underwear sort of thing and a little tank top and they'd be screen printed with the outfit of said character. There was Boba Fett, Darth Vader Mm -hmm. from memory. And this is the Leia Hoth, which seems like a very comfortable... You've got the, the screen printed quilted jacket both on the top and bottom. So everything's getting kept warm if you're rocking these in a screen printed sense. Did you, um, I'm not even sure if the underoos made it to Australia. You you rocking any underoos in your um, past Their horse, that you care nope. to um, admit to?
0: I never had underoos. Well, I don't know. I had a pair of Batman underpants around the time, like, the 89 Batman came out. And I don't know if those were underoo brand, but I just remember thinking uh, those were a real cool.
1: Like, every other day... You know, you're just wearing whatever. It's a normal day. right?
0: But those Batman... Pa- oh, we're, we're under ruin around for justice today.
1: Now I've got a bat dick.
0: <laughs> and and uh, I remember being fascinated that underwear came in an, another color besides white. Being like, <laughs> they can do this? Why have I been white, rocking white underwear all the time? could <laughs> be rocking black Batman underwear. Wasted so many
1: years. Um, yeah, white—that's that's the last colour you should be using for uh, children's underwear. You guys, that, that, that would be <laughs> no my doubt. advice. Oh, then this piece, horse. Luke Skywalker fatigue jacket is an exclusive item from the official Star Wars fan club, and you have that got is cool. his Bespin jacket. It looks. So high cut that I feel like if I put that on, my belly butt button would be showing. Like the <laughs> sleeves are... Uh, oh, my God. You know what? The Imagine the pockets. This is So we've got Luke's Bespin jacket here. The sleeves are way too long or the middle bit's way too short. Imagine the two army pockets are eyes... Then that crease in the middle is a nose, and then the seam down the bottom is a mouth, and then the sleeves are ears. It's like that animal. Is it Atreyu from the Never Ending Story? Can you see it?
0: Oh, uh, the Good Luck Dragon. Uh, Atreyu is the kid that rides Artex, the horse, right? And then it's. What is his name? The Good Luck Dragon. I know exactly. Yeah, the fluffy thing that
1: he flies on.
0: Falcor. Falcor, yeah. Can you see his face in it? I can. Is this a jacket meant for kids?
1: Is this a jacket meant for cosplay belly bouncers? (laughs) Yeah. The sleeves are so long. Um, But I always thought this was, like, Luke's jacket, as far as, like, adapting Star Wars-esque clothing Mm -hmm. to real life. His jacket and his pants, because, like, growing up as a 90s skateboarder, cargo pants... They were the shirt. Um, I always thought his Bespin outfit was pretty dope. I'd rock it.
0: Yeah, I like it. I think it's pretty cool. Hmm. I'm trying to find a good like picture of the costume to see if the jacket is actually cut that short. But uh, I don't believe it is.
1: I, I think it is cut a little bit short. But this it is, is out of look.
0: What are you? What are you up to here, Skywalker? Um, what else we got here, whores? Uh, One that I think is really neat is the Switcheroo Illuminated C three PO Switch Plate Cover by Kenner. So it's like a light switch cover, but it's C three PO's face, and I guess uh, I don't know how would that work because it says it's illuminated. So
1: I feel like it actually plugs in to.
0: Uh, like an outlet.
1: Yeah. Oh no, I switched cover for kids' rooms. Uh, wait there. I'm trying to read what it says here.
0: Oh, dude, I'm an idiot. You know how, like, on your phone, you can pinch and zoom on an image to zoom in? I just tried to do that on this book. It's <laughs> <gasps> Been a long couple of days.
1: Um, I think it might glow
0: yeah like the eyes, right, yeah, I
1: think it says glow here there's some like just like glow in the dark scenario, and then oh. so you clip it on and it fits over the light cover, and then you go up and down on c three p o s mouth and that turns the light switch on and off, I believe is the function, which um I want this because turning lights on and off is a um that's one of Harry's little tasks around the house, oh really, yeah. That's cool. When he goes in to brush his teeth at the end of the night, it's his job to turn on the light and then turn off the light once we're done. And he's quite good at it. Um, This sort of stuff bums me out, Hors. Because quite often this like sort of light switchy thing Mm. and license plate holders always annoy me. Because they never fit the Australian format.
0: Oh, really?
1: Mm. So, you know, you can get a sweet license plate holder, like American. No one does license plate holders like the American people. I salute you all. But when you take it home, it, yeah, it doesn't fit. And and same with um, like all the light switch fittings and stuff like that. It doesn't. It doesn't work. It's really upsetting.
0: Man, that sucks. I didn't I guess that's one of those things that I wouldn't consider as well as the makers of these products. Ooh, ooh, Steel. That Star Wars switcheroo on eBay. $150. Ooh, is it in packet? It is. Okay. They have a, a Darth Vader one pre owned out of the package. Um twenty four eighty eight. Okay. Uh, R2D2? Oh, that one's pretty neat looking.
1: The interesting thing about the photo of it in the book, if you look carefully on C-3PO's forehead, I believe you can see the reflection of the person taking the photo.
0: Yeah, and I think it's a Mama Nadon. Dude,
1: exactly what I was going to say. (laughs) It's
0: a hammerhead.
1: As you began to talk, I was just like, This guy gets me.
2: <laughs>
1: My bearded soulmate.
0: <laughs> hey man, he did he needed work after the cantina, right? True. So though. they were like, take some pictures of some products for us.
1: Lunch boxes. A very easy to produce licensed item. Huge. Mm-hmm. In, um, from what I can tell, in the late 70s, the, uh, the metal lunchboxes, this one is Empire Strikes Back with Luke about to shoot Jedi Master Yoda in the face, <laughs> while R2, knowing full well who everyone is, just sitting there.
0: Just sitting there, hanging out.
1: No heads up. Uh, Empire Lunchbox by King Silly Thermos. Were you were you into the lunchboxes? I, I could see you <laughs> Be- because of your McDonald's history, mm-hmm. your past, your roots in the McDonald's company. I sort of picture a horse rocking up to school, opening up his Empire Strikes Back lunchbox, and there's just a few junior burgers
0: sitting in there. I wish. So by the time I was taking a lunchbox to school, they had moved away from like the metal ones, right? And they were the plastic ones. And I had a real killer Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles bright red lunchbox with them like fighting Shredder on the front. How
1: do, How is the graphic applied?
0: Uh, it, was like, it was a sticker. It wasn't like <sighs> heat-binded or whatever they call it. You know what I mean? Where it seems like it's melded into the plastic or it's printed on the actual plastic. No,
1: Why? Just, Why I had I the know. licensing gods forsaken young whores?
0: I don't know, man, because that thing got faded real quick. And I remember, like, you – there was a hierarchy to to lunchboxes, right? Like, kids judged each other on what their lunchbox was.
1: And as my grandma always said to me, it's not the lunchbox. It's what's inside that counts.
0: Right. And I remember this exact metal lunchbox – Um, we used to do this thing called field day, right? Um, where from what I understand, at least at most schools, they have like a field day where you kind of like fuck off from regular classes and just do like obstacle courses and like tag matches and tug of war and it's just like a it's nor it was normally towards the end of the year. Well, it, sounds,
1: since it we, sounds like casting for the hunger games.
0: Yeah. And since uh we had a fairly small school, sometimes we would have other schools come to our school or vice versa, and we would sort of compete in field day activities. And I remember like in first grade, a kid from another school showed up to field day with this Empire Strikes Back lunchbox. And I was so impressed. It was clearly they're going to win Field Day. They got the kid with the Empire Strikes Back lunchbox.
1: It's kind of unfair.
0: Yeah, they brought a ringer. We had um like school sports.
1: So all the local schools would compete in sort of low-level Olympic events. Yeah, that's kind of like this. yeah, like the shot put and you know a bit of running and all that good stuff, and. In grade six, which in Australia is the last year of primary school, so before you go to high school.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I'm trying to think how old that would make someone. 11, 12, that sort of thing. Okay. So we're at school sports and people are in line for their next event, Shop put, and you know, it's sort of like everyone sort of shifts around to the next little event and stuff like that. And you, uh, it was fun because you got to interact with all these other schools and um, see, like, you know, and if you knew people from other schools, it was a real thrill to see them, like, during the week. Do you know what I mean? In a school scenario. Mm-hmm. So, this kid in front of me, right, he's got this T-shirt on with the skateboarding graphic of Per Wellander. Who was a uh, a popular freestyle skateboarder in the late '80s? Skated for Pal Peralta, same team as like Tony Hawk, and they had very distinctive graphics. And this is like a Viking helmet with a skull wearing it, and you know, the skull's yelling, and it's it's drawn all um, in this '80s skateboard style. But it's a it's a ripoff. It's not the graphic. It's sort of like a department store has just taken it from America and, and copied it. Oh. And just, it's so weird. It's like an episode of a flashback in Lost. I say out loud to no one, Per Wellander. So this kid's in front of me. The kid behind me goes, Per Wellender, skateboarding. If you, do you know about the Bones Brigade? Do you skateboard? And I'm like, yeah. And this guy, Jamie Kennedy,
0: is still one of my best friends. Oh, the kid that was behind you? Yes, that
1: overheard me talking oh. to myself.
0: Oh my god, that was like the that guy with the bootleg shirt in front of you was Qui Gon, and you guys were Obi One and Anakin behind him. It goes deep. I- it goes deeper, horse. Uh oh.
1: Late 80s, skateboarding in Australia is not very big and, you know, the the Bones Brigade, Pal Peralta made these videos that were in skateboarding huge but in Australia, very hard to get your hands on. You know, you had to get it imported and I I think in America you could just hire them from the video shop but our video shops were not as cool. And the only reason that I knew about Pearl and the Bones Brigade is because my older brother that went to high school borrowed, in inverted commas, the video of Future Primitive Bones Brigade Video 2. He just sort of stole it for the night from this girl. So, because he wanted to bring it home to show me, which is very selfless. He was like, my little brother has to see this video. So he just stole it. And then gave it back the next day. <laughs> that girl, her little brother, was
0: Jamie Kennedy. <gasps> wow! And then, that is like a a, a flashback and loss. And then when
1: we real, like I sort of put it all together, and I said that to him. I said, "Oh, how weird is it that the only reason we met was because." I knew this graphic because my brother borrowed the video from, because I thought it was just a borrow. And then he told me about how he was so angry at his older sister that she took the video to school and didn't bring it back and just said, someone stole it.
0: (laughs) Wow. Pretty weird. That is weird. Dude, what a small world.
1: Our final, also in 1980, more merchandise item, whores.
0: (laughs) It's the Thinking Cap. Yoda Cap by Thinking Cap Company. And it is a green cap with an orange oval shape on the front that says Yoda. And then two sewn on. Grayish Yoda ears with little tufts of fur.
1: I'm calling the hats yellow, not green, by the way.
0: Uh yeah, yeah. It's more yeah, it's more of like a highlighter yellow, huh?
1: Now this is a pretty seminal piece of merchandise mm-hmm. in that when a an illustrator, a cartoonist, needs a cavalcade of comic book reading dorks to populate their art. <laughs> one of them, more often than not, is um, has been fitted out with one of these Yoda ear caps. This is the sort of thing that on a shelf, you know, it's a vintage eared cap. What a nice bit of, you know, Americana, whatever. But to see someone rocking one of these.
0: Ooh, that's a little rough. I think they reissued
1: it for a Star Wars celebration.
0: They did. They did.
1: I think I did. Was that one that we went to? I feel like I had. I, I made the conscious decision not to buy this.
0: Maybe um
1: Is it like in Orlando perhaps?
0: I don't know. Maybe it was. I know it wasn't Chicago. No. So then by my process of elimination for you, it would have either had to be Orlando or the last Star Wars celebration, in Europe, right?
1: Ah uh, yeah. Maybe it was in Europe. Those crazy Euros with their ears. Um But yeah, a it just just looking at it reminds me of Mad Magazine.
0: Yeah, like, it's one of those things that... Unfortunately, there was probably definitely a time in my life that if I owned it, I would have worn it. <laughs> unironically.
1: With great like, hats come great
0: responsibility. And I just know, like, the shit I would have caught. I caught shit in... uh so it was 99. It had to be 10th grade when The Phantom Menace came out because I brought a bunch of the toys to school the day after they were released. And like people were like, dude, you are way too old for toys. And I was like, yeah, but check out this Comtech reader, <laughs> right?
1: If I hold this figure up to this oversized lady's shaver. Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> let me let me rephrase that. <laughs>
0: yeah, and... Uh,
1: R- R- Rick Ollie will tell me how populated Coruscant is.
0: Um, That was uh, a specter that followed me through the rest of high school, was bringing Star Wars toys to study hall. Oh, in right. so did that define you? Oh, yeah. Oof. Like, I remember being in Spanish two class. So that would have been my senior year. Right. And our teacher's like, um, given us an assignment and she's like, I want you to take pictures of your room and do oh, a room God. tour in Spanish. Right. And somebody was like, well, what do you mean? And she was like, uh, well, you know, take pictures of what's on your walls and describe your posters or, you know, whatever in, you know, your bed and your sheets. Like I want to, want you to give us a room tour in Spanish, and a girl in my class goes, "Get ready to hear Star- halls talk about Star Wars toys in Spanish." <laughs> Brutal. She's my parents' neighbor now.
1: I thought you were gonna say it's Jesse.
0: Oh no, dude! Oh, I, th- if it was Jesse, the burn would have been way sicker. <laughs>
1: Oh gosh, I actually had a girlfriend, this is another sort of lost thing, Um, it would have been when I was in my twenties, and I lived in the city, and I had many parties in my apartment, and the first time my girlfriend came back to my house, and my bedroom was, it was has brought out. Right. Like there was there was battalions of battle droids going on.
0: Like <laughs> Royal nice.
1: Royal Starship, you know, banners, oh. like the banner of Anakin, you know, with the shadow. Like like that was up in there. And she said to me, You have parties at this house, don't you? And I'm like, yeah. And she said, "And you know," and said this girl's name. And I'm like, "Yeah." And she goes, "She rang me from this bedroom once."
0: <laughs> oh no!
1: <laughs> and said, "You got to see this dude's bedroom."
0: Oh. oh man!
1: And I thought that was very interesting, but I was also annoyed because, like, I was like, "I didn't think anyone—you like, weren't meant to go into my bedroom. The Door was closed. That's rude."
0: <laughs> I've got a bone to pick with her. Hey, first off, why are you snitching? B, why were you in my room?
1: Exactly. Very upsetting, but yeah, another another lost. Oh man, I'm. I, I know you said brace because it, it it may be doesn't get as good in series three but uh-huh it's going all right so far
0: i was gonna ask you i wanted a, an update on your lost rewatch it's um
1: loving it like, i can't like i i really want to watch that jordan documentary like not that i'm a big basketball person but it's just you know such, like how such a good story and such so iconic I mean, right uh, that I'm very much looking forward to, it, but I just can't focus on it. I've got to, I've got to get this Lost out of the way. Like I'm, I'm, well, I'm, 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 I'm. It's all eyes on the island. Like we were so, watching Westworld, and and that right. just finished up, and it was like a relief. Like normally we're like, oh, no more episodes for a year, and we're <laughs> like, great, now we can just focus on this island.
0: So Jackie's enjoying the Lost rewatch oh, too. All about it. Excellent. All, all about so it. the good thing is. You guys just gotta get through season three, and then the seasons are much shorter after three. Right. I thought so. And do you know who just
1: started who just appeared in the last oh. episode we watched playing golf? Who? Just just hitting little berries into the ocean.
0: God. Mm. Oh my god. Oh. <clears throat> Nikki and Paolo. See, that's part of the reason. That and I don't know if you've gotten to the episode yet that's about Jack's tattoo.
1: Oh, I haven't, but I remember not liking it when I watched Woo. it the first time. Woo, is it bad? Woo. And when I started rewatching it at the start, and you first saw his art, like he's already got the tattoo, mm-hmm. and I was like, like it actually put me off committing to the rewatch because I was like, oh, I remember that episode not being that good
0: you are correct it is bad
1: and yeah so because we are loving we're taking special interest in all the extras and the jobs they're doing and when they get to interact with an actual character and like charlie gets back and one of them gets to go it's charlie and <laughs> and, and how they must be i, I got a lot i think i'm saying charlie this week it's like oh damn it Oh, and it's like, well, you got to carry the log with Jack last week. He's like, yeah, I guess, I guess. So I'm loving them living their lives in the background. And mm-hmm. like, there was like a funeral and I just sort of can't take it. Cause I'm just watching all the extras look sad. And I'm like, oh yeah, they're doing a good job. Yeah. <laughs> good stuff. You, you you, oh, you, 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 were close to Anna here. I can tell, um, so I'm loving all the extras, and then all of a sudden, two of them just start talking, and they just won't shut up. <laughs> Every conversation—it's now—it's like Nikki's saying something. Like they're setting her up for this um, for this episode they get, but uh, I'm very interested. It's weird because in my like head, somehow it's like the story is so they. they if you haven't seen Lost, there's, there's, what is it, 48 people left on this after the crash or whatever. And it just focuses on maybe a dozen of them. And then everyone else is just an extra. And then all of a sudden, these two other people become characters, like, that have been mm-hmm. on, the apparently been on the island the whole time. And they have their own episode, and then they, spoiler alert, everyone, they get killed off. And somehow I feel like people say, oh, the people hated them so much they got killed off. But.
0: No, they didn't have a chance to hate them. Yeah,
1: like Lost was sort of written in. um, Yeah, like it all would have been done and done. They they weren't doing it live every week.
0: No, no. Although, you know, uh, the two ladies who get written off at the end of season two. Yes. Right? You know, that. Actually, did have uh, was a sort of a response to some real world things because they got caught driving at like 110 miles an hour in Hawaii and they both blew three times the legal limit on their DUI test. Um,
1: I, I do remember there was like wasn't there a lot of people that had alcohol issues on that cast They're just stuck on uh, that island?
0: Get yeah, the buck? and then the episode that they leave in, you know what it's called? Two for the road. Oof. Oof.
1: Oof.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was really sad when they left.
2: I, I, I was oh right man! I
0: characters. mean, look, uh, I like both those characters, but there's one and one that's real sad. Mm, yeah. Anytime. Hurley's sad. I'm sad. We're all sad with Hurley. Yeah. You know, it's coming up on 10 years since that show ended. That's crazy. Wow.
1: Hey, Hawes. Yeah. I just realized we got to the end of the episode. Yeah. And I didn't get to drop my big scoop because it didn't come up in conversation.
0: Yeah, big scoop. Drop it.
1: Listen. I don't want people tweeting me saying that they called it, that they knew it was happening. Everyone called it. It's been very anticipated. The big news in Star Wars fandom for the second half of the year. It's happening, Hawes. All your dreams are coming true. The vinyl soundtrack of Shadows of the Empire will be released.
0: That's a big old purchase for me.
1: My friend works at a record company up the road and he's told me about it and he goes, You can't tell anyone yet and then they've they've announced it now or something.
0: Oh, is it a is it a cool like uh colored vinyl or anything?
1: I don't know. I was
0: discussing
1: this with someone um the other day that I, I thought would be interested in this. And I said, "Oh, how cool would it be like a, a scented green vinyl?" Uh
0: yeah, yeah. I think I had a yeah, that yeah. She's or green. Yeah, and with
1: a, a very enchanting scent.
0: Oh, and you know, uh, you actually did drop the scoop already on the Robo report. Did I? Yeah, with the one where you guys were talking about episode five of the uh, Mandalorian. And, uh, before we go,
1: <laughs> Robbo is, he gets so annoyed when I forget things that I've told him.
0: <laughs> so, uh, I would, you know, I know this, this is going to be a little weird, but I'd like to do a little crossover response to the Robbo on uh, that episode.
1: By weird, you mean great.
0: <laughs> so, you know, his argument about how that can't be Boba Fett is that the costume is different. He thinks it's Cad Bane. By the way, oh wait, wait! I... Just
1: before you make your point, I do have to say the tone of your voice has yeah.
0: gone just a bit whiny, farm boy Luke. Oh, it is. Oh, that wasn't in... that wasn't intentional.
1: No, no, no. Like it's it's your voice, but you like the tone of your voice is sort of like. It's changed. Your mood has changed. You were happily talking about, and now you're just like, you know, I just want to say that just in retaliation to the robber report, well, saying that it can't be Bob affair, well, I'm here to tell you why it can
0: Well, I was just going to, you know, I totally, and that's been one of the things that people have uh, endlessly pointed out to me since last November or whenever that episode came out, right? Getting Boats. all kinds of screenshots with red circles yellow circles being like it can't be him the armor's different and i totally get where robbo's coming from where like they could have hired a 501st person with a sweet boba fett costume for that one scene or just pulled the boots out of storage but there's that's boba fett and the costume is i believe is just the regular mandalorian's costume like the main character And I'm telling you, the reason they didn't do that is because they don't want some loudmouth 501st member being like, I'll play Boba Fett in season five or episode five of The Mandalorian. Like, it was all about keeping it secret. You threw me for a loop with the whiny Luke thing and I feel like I could have explained it better.
1: (laughs) No, I just, I'm just loving how a lot of passion.
0: Well, what I'm saying is they... I
1: I feel like as you were making this complaint, you were clenching your Empire Strikes Back lunchbox.
0: No, I'm holding that Boba Fett helmet I got in the mail today. Ah, yes. So what I'm saying is they they didn't go through the trouble because it is such a short scene. And why hire someone to be Boba Fett and put on the lower part of the costume when that same person could just go out and spoil it? You know what I mean? Because I'm sure stuff got out from all those 501st members they had playing Stormtroopers. Imagine if they were like, hey, do any of you guys have a Boba Fett costume we could use for a couple minutes? Oof. So that's what I think was going on. And the stroke of either intentional or unintentional genius on your part, putting that episode out the day that news came out...
1: Oh, that was just the will of the fates.
0: The forces, you are one with the force and the force is with you. Ah, just, it,
1: someone brought it up and never has the uh, the gif of Carl doing the little chef's kiss thing from The Simpsons <laughs> been any more apt. Alrighty, whores, that's nineteen eighty. In in the books, from the books, to the podcast, to our good Patreon listeners, ears, and everyone else this week. But if you uh, want to fill in the gaps, we uh, chat about all the way back to the 60s in 15 episodes and uh, have a ton of fun as we do it talking about Dash Render. Hawes, how can the good people of the internet track you down?
0: Uh, Every Saturday on Blue Harvest with my buddy Will and at Blue Harvest Pod on Twitter.
1: Excellent. And on the Blue Harvest Patreon feed, what what do we got going on?
0: Oh, man, we got a bunch of stuff going on. We just posted a, a new episode of Blue Harvest Adventures, which our buddy Robbo... Um, does a lot of work on. It's really fun. I got to say, he came up with my favorite fan-created character of all time in this uh, latest episode. It's a lot of fun. I was delighted. Um, And we got like a solo show with me, a cooking show with Will, show with me and Jesse, all kinds of stuff. Excellent.
1: Oh, actually, I feel not known for so bad about that Shadows of the Empire thing now. Because that was a Patreon exclusive. Ah, see? There you go. And now I'm putting it on. But uh, yeah, we, we just did the, um, the, the Patreon exclusive Mandalorian commentary track for one of the true great pieces of modern cinema. Mandalorian, Episode 5, Series 1, The Gunslinger featuring the greatest bounty
0: hunter the galaxy knows toro calica betty i look i'd love doing this show with you i do i really do i look forward to it and i'm gonna be really bummed that you've not going to be a star Wars fan anymore. You got to change sides. It's a trick. It's, it's, it's been a, it's been a delight, sir. So I will take the moments we have left with you. I won't, uh, I won't piss them away. I'll enjoy every moment no until you have to go to the other side.
1: No squandering.
0: Yeah. So
1: he, Jake Carnival Is rumored to be playing captain Kirk, William Shatner. <laughs>
2: Mm-hmm.
1: In a Star Trek TV show.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, you know. They're both kind of dickheads, so I could see how it works.
1: Settle down. Settle down. <laughs> Come on. Um, if you don't already, check us out on all social media at Steel Wars and the podcast on all the feeds and as mentioned for the Blue Harvest listeners, the uh, Steel Wars Patreon just had a new Robo Report we're up to, we've done five well the Robo Report is, I don't know, I think it's had about 29 episodes but we're up to episode five with our Mandalorian alongs, which are super fun, they uh, are. we've got uh, this show Star Wars You by podcast Page Wars with King Tom Going through all the uh, the latest books and comics, because I don't have time to. And we're actually midway through recording an episode.
0: Oh, I was about to ask, when am I going to get a, a new Page Wars? Because that's my jam. Well, we've got
1: half of one recorded. And then the it, time difference hit Tom in the eyeballs.
0: Is that the one I've been... Well, not just me, but we have been promised for a little while now where it, you It is detail. not. Ah, bummer. It's, it's a
1: surprise one.
0: But uh, okay. we're, we're,
1: we're, we're, we will get to Star Wars Union. <laughs> I can't wait. It's going to be good. Uh, so, yeah, you can check out both our Patreons for $3 a month and get all the back episodes and all the bonus episodes and uh, support the pods. It's uh, really, really appreciated. And thanks for those that... Do We, um, yeah, it means a lot. Hawes, it's been an absolute pleasure. I will, uh, let's do it again soon as it just hit me when I was getting ready for this one. We're about to head into the production Mm -hmm. of Return of the Jedi.
0: Yes, sir we go from my favorite star wars to your favorite star wars
1: oh man Oof. much like in the mandalorian season 5 we go from my favorite bounty hunter yeah at, and at the end to your favorite bounty hunter
0: mhm for like 2 seconds hopefully Welcome. Oh, don't, <laughs> <I> don't, <laughs> don't throw any. Oh. As
1: I've always said, it has to be Boba Fett because if you put both those sound effects in, it is just you being like a dick to like put both those hints in and then not come through with it.
0: I agree. I agree.
1: Thanks so much, you guys, and may that force be with you.
0: See you guys later. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek
2: leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands.